Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. Still morning. Good morning. Doing well? Yeah? You're awake? Good. So if uh, I can ask you, please, if you can, stand up with me. And we're going to read the word. We're uh, talking today about Jesus shaping our behavior and our prayer. And that's in the closing uh, part of the book of Colossians. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to read the word of God together. So uh, let's do that. So. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 20. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings? If you then you were raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things on on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. These what them. You must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old with its practices, and have which being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, we started a series on Colossians, but in the theme of being shaped. 
and that Christ would shape us. And, you know, for the whole year, not just for the whole year, for all of your life, we're going to be talking about Christ shaping you and I. Okay? Christ shaping us. That's the whole of your life. If you're wondering at any time what the message is going to be on, just remember that. Being shaped by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, in Christ-likeness. Yeah? Good. So the first uh, service, we talked about who Christ is. And the reason is, if you would ask uh, Paul, why are you writing that? You heard from Epaphras about what are the problems in Colossians. What are you really writing about? He would say, oh, the, the problem is, the reason they are where they are, they don't really understand enough. They don't know enough the mystery of God. And if they get to know the mystery of God, which is Christ, everything will be fine. They will start living and moving and changing according to that ministry. Let's read together in uh, chapter 2. Uh, and in the beginning there, uh, verse 2 and 3, it says that their hearts, this is why he wants us to know the mystery. Okay, that their hearts may be encouraged. Anyone needs of encouragement? Good. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches. Ask yourself, do you have all the riches? Even before you know riches of what? Do you have all the riches? Good. So pay attention then. To have all the riches of full assurance of understanding. So there is an understanding, if you have it enough, it will give you full assurance. You wouldn't be swayed, you wouldn't be tossed by the wind. Full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. The most important thing for you and I, to know that mystery. What is that mystery, Paul? He's saying, which is Christ. And in chapter 1, he is saying, Christ, that mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hope is a joyful anticipation. Hope, biblical hope, is not wishful thinking. It's not like, oh, I really hope I would get this jumper. No, no, no. No, no. Hope is a joyful anticipation. I know that I'm going to get this. I'm just waiting for it. Christ in you, hope of glory. And he's saying, in him, in Christ, are hidden. This is why there is a mystery there that you need to unpack, unravel. Like when you have a present, you want to unpack it and you're looking for all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But not just all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the things that you need, all the fullness of life that you need is in him. When you read Colossians again, you will see that. In him is all the fullness, not just of God, all the fullness that would fill us. Okay? In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, he's saying, and from his fullness, we've all received grace upon grace. This is God's heart towards us. He wants you to really understand. He wants you to really know. He wants you to really comprehend what he has for you, what Paul calls his mystery, which is Christ. So that when you do get that, 
or you will be transformed. That will impact your behavior. That will impact your prayer. That will impact your love. That will impact your faith, your, your hope, your life in every aspect. Yes? So this is Paul's heart. So in the first uh, sermon, we talked about who he is. And the most important part in that uh, table, uh, that if you're looking at who he is, that Paul is saying, no, no, you need to understand Jesus is not just a mere man. Jesus is not just a mere man. No, no, he is God incarnate. He is the image of God, and he is the beginning. The beginning. He is the firstborn of all creation. He is the one who created all things, and it's for him created. And he is the one in charge of the new creation, which you get if you believe in Jesus. Okay? He is the one who is above all things. He uh, on earth and under or over and invisible and visible and everything that you see or not see all things i bar him and when he would reconcile he would reconcile as well all things so he is all in all he is the one in charge he is the one who's doing everything not just in the natural creation which you can see part of it no no in the new creation Okay, so who do you rely on in the new creation to live for Christ? Him, all right? Then we said as well, this is who he is, but as well we're talking about what he's done. And uh, David preached last time that Christ saved us. You need to understand salvation. But as well in that, you need to be filled with his forgiveness, filled with his faithfulness, and filled with his freedom. See, here is the thing about salvation. You have an enemy, okay, and you have an issue in yourself, and you have a debt. You've, you would have heard David talking about the debt and that the blood of Christ pay for that and nail that receipt of debt on the cross, okay? But as well, he speaks about what he's done to the enemy says that he overcame them and made, put them to shame, made a public display of them. That's the enemy, okay? But as well, he dealt with our flesh. So in, in, in chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12, it says that you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hand. So those people who are coming to you say, well, you need to get circumcised. No, 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 you don't need that circumcision because there is a circumcision that was made in Christ. Guess what? That's not a circumcision that would deal with a bit of flesh. That would deal with all your flesh. He means the old man, okay? The old man, my old habits, who I am, the things that I find in me. When Paul is talking in Romans, he's saying... Every time I'm trying a good, to do a good thing, I find, now pay attention to this, I find in me another law, the law that keeps me captive to sin and death. And he calls it the law of sin and death. You know the difference about a law and something happens. A law, uh, so for example, if I take your phone because I don't want to break my phone, okay? <laughs> a law means that every time, every time, I would let go of that phone, okay? There is a law called gravity, and it will always fall. I'm not going to do that, okay? Here, you want? Okay, here you go. All right? So the law 
will happen every time, at least most of the times, yeah? No, no, every time. Every time I'm trying to do well, oh, my flesh has something that overcomes it, and it overcomes me, and it says, no, 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 no. So who will kill my flesh? Yeah, yeah, kill my flesh. Put to death my flesh. We sang that because of Christ, because of Christ's death, I live. Okay? And so he dealt with the flesh. He dealt with the enemy. And he dealt with the debt. Okay? And he says it's very important that you would know that. Otherwise, you would always look at the law and you would say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to obey. This is what overcomes me every time. It's futile to resist because I do one thing good one time and then I'm still, I would still be dragged into that. So why then? Let me just do it. You've been set free from the law of sin and death. This is why he's starting Romans 8 saying, there is now no condemnation. Not just because the price was paid, but no, no, no. You are not going to stick to the law of sin and death. For the law of spirit, life and the spirit, has set me free. You see, if you don't believe that you are set free, you will stay where you are. You know, Paul was in the prison. Uh, sorry, Peter was in the prison. I'm Paul. And then the, the walls shook and the gates opened. But look at what the text, uh, hear what the text said. And the chains broke and fell. You see, if the wall shakes and the gates open, but my chains are still on me, I would still stay put in the prison. But the chains broke and the gate opened up and I can walk out and out of the city gate and then I'm free I'm free Jesus set us free so you need to be filled with his freedom you need to be filled with his faithfulness no matter how many times you would fall you're not still under the law of condemnation. So you be filled with, he's with me. He is with me. He will pick me up. He will get me going. He will show me the way. He will get me to overcome my enemies, myself, the world. I was crucified with him. Why? Why, Paul, can you say you're crucified? You're in front of us. You're not crucified. You're alive and well. They can see your flesh. Oh, no, no, you didn't get it. You see, when we read that if you died with Christ, if you received Christ, you see, he died on the cross. And now what I wasn't able, what is impossible with man, what I wasn't able to do, to die to myself, now is possible. Through his death on the cross, I can die with him. And I declare my faith in baptism about that. That I die to myself and to the world. And I get raised to the newness of life, Paul calls it. Okay, To live not to myself, but to him. That's baptism in a nutshell. So if you're not going to make it to the restart, here you go. <laughs> All right? Do you get that? The things that you and I are not able to do are not just possible, 
are an absolute assured gift because of what Jesus done on the cross. You have to get that. This is the mystery. This is the grace of God. Who Jesus is and what he has done. He is our life. And if you get that, then Paul is saying, why, if I ask him, why do we need to know that? Why do they need to know that? He's saying, well, if you don't know that, three things he's saying. First, you can, you're going to have always Christ plus. You, you would love Christ, but you would add something to him. Okay, maybe something for your pleasure, maybe something for your self-righteousness, maybe something for because you think this is how you're going to complete salvation. Okay, no, you cannot have Christ plus. You have Christ and Christ alone and only him. He is God. There are no other gods either before him, beside him, or after him he is god he is the only one who's sitting on the throne so if you are sitting on the throne of your heart you need to take a walk <laughs> no no honestly you do need to take a walk okay you cannot be your god with christ it has to be Christ alone. But if you don't know that, if you don't know who he is and how glorious he is and the, the, the honor that is due to him, you will worship other things. You will keep other things next to God just to help him. You know, like it would be good to help Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Terrible idea. But not just that, you will be deceived. If you don't know who he is and what he's done and what he has for you, and there is nothing beyond Christ that you need, you will do Christ plus and you will be deceived in that. And the problem in this is that you're going to lose on living Jesus even now. But there is another problem. When, when Paul was writing to the Galatians about, again, one of those issues, circumcision, he said, I'll tell you what, if you choose circumcision, like to add it to Christ, to complete your righteousness. I want to tell you this. I want to make it very clear. You would benefit nothing from Christ. Christ is your all in all. So don't be deceived. But as well, don't lose the prize. And he's talking about the crown when you go for a race. Okay? But you don't want to lose your crown. You don't want to lose as well salvation. Don't add anything to Jesus. There is nothing that can get you saved or live a saved life, a resurrected life, apart from Jesus. Jesus and him alone. That's how it is. We all struggle with things like that. I do. I, you know, God knows I do. Well, David knows I do. Okay, he was just telling me off the other day. Don't remember about what I didn't care. But anyway... <laughs> So here's the thing, if you do, if you do understand, if you do get to know and grow in the knowledge and the understanding of who Christ is and what he's done, you will walk in what he's done. So he's saying you've received Christ, you died with Christ, and you were raised with Christ. And you can live in these truths every single day, and the application of these truths only if you know that this is really what 
Jesus handed over to you. So you see that passage, if we can actually get that passage up again, it's, it's uh, uh, chapter 3 from verse 1. And it says, look at those things. It says, you've been raised, yeah? You've been raised in Christ, so seek. And then he's saying, uh, set your minds. That's three points there, okay? And then he is saying, for you have died, four. And then he's saying, your life is hidden, five. And then your life would appear, six. Now, I want you to pay attention to those verbs, okay? You've been raised. That's past tense. That's something that already happened. That's a truth. That's a reality that Jesus did. The same as you died. Past tense, something that already happened. Okay? But set your mind, set your heart. Okay? These are present imperatives, which is a command. All right? Your life is hidden, past, something that is already done. But your life will appear, that's future. You need to pay attention to these things, okay? So there are things that Christ has already done and that Christ will do. Your life will appear with him. There are things for you and I to do. Set your mind. Set your heart, okay? Now, uh, this week, uh, I was inspired by... Uh, David last week, and he uh, did a very uh, trendy thing, which is uh, www.unfruitful.com. And I thought, uh, you know, going with the trend of the culture, it's not positive enough. So I tried to make it positive. And uh, no, actually, I inspire, inspired by the idea. So here is what God has for you. Jesus said, and it's written in John, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly, have an abundant life. So if you ask Paul, Paul, why are you writing this? What do you want them to understand? The mystery, what will happen from the mystery? If they really understand the mystery, if really they understand that they've received Christ, that they died and they can die in him every day, and they are raised and they can be raised in him every day. If they live according to these truths, okay, they will be fulfilled. So we're going to walk, oh, this, this slide I'll talk about. We're going to walk about that fulfilled life. See, the comparison is between the old self that you're leaving behind and the new self that you're putting on and you're walking in. Is that just once? No, 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 every day. Every day you tell yourself, I'm not li living the life from below. No, no, I'm setting my mind and my heart on what is above. And the new, the new person in Jesus, the new man in Christ, okay? So in order to make that practical, I want to talk to you, if it is www, I want to talk to you about some Ws, right? Here's the thing, he's saying this. You need to think about how you walk and what you want. He's saying, if you died with Christ, why are you walking as if you're still having to submit and belong to regulations of man and the world? How do you walk? You need to look at how you walk. If you've received Christ, 
If you died with Christ, you need to look at how you're walking. If you've received Christ and you know that he is God and there is no other gods and you cannot be God. If you've received Christ and you know that he is your savior and everything that he's done is accomplished, is complete. There is nothing more to add to Christ's work. If you receive Christ and you know that in him is all the fullness of God and all what you need and he is the head of the church, which means he is your head, my head. So I, I stick to him. I grow from him. I obey him. I don't obey myself. I don't obey my inclinations, my instincts. Well, I've done that most of my life, and the Bible calls it enmity to God. You see, the mind of the flesh, that's in Romans 6, is, cannot really please God. It's an enemy to God. So he's saying, don't do that. No, no, no. Look at how you're walking. Look at how you walk. If you receive Christ, look at how you're walking. And look as well at what you wish for and what you desire. So set your mind. Seek, want. So want and walk. Want the things that are on ab above. Focus your m eyes and mind on Christ who is seated at the right hand of God. Who is, so he is alive. He's not in the grave. Who is at the right hand of God, he is in the place of authority, interceding for us, okay? Set your mind on the things where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Get your mind on who Jesus is. Jesus, the exalted one, the, the king of heaven and earth, and the one who will come back and will judge us all, all, okay? about how we lived don't live lawlessly but live according to the law of the spirit and life in christ you see then the second w's i would focus on another two w's waste and wear so three things he's saying he's saying put to death put off put on put to death Put off, put on, the language of putting on clothes and taking off clothes, okay? Now, I, I just give you one thing about put to death. Have you noticed that language? It's quite aggressive, yeah? There are things in your life and in my life where you need to be very aggressive, very adamant, very intentional, very intense, very serious about. And when you're not, they're going to put you to death. So you either put your enemy to death or you put yourself to death, not in the good way. Put to death sexual immorality. Put to death greed, which is idolatry. Put to death the things that you rely on, the things that you wish for and you think your happiness will only be real and fulfilled and complete when you have these things or when you are these things. Put to death that I'm really looking for your appreciation. That, that you would look at me and think, oh, isn't he a great guy? I'm not, by the way. I can assure you, I know. I live with myself. Susie lives with me, she would tell you. Put to death the things that you're setting your heart on and your ambition and your, your desire. Put it to death. 
like there is no mercy here. Put it to death. And then the other thing is, that's in waste, yeah? Waste those things. There are things that you need to know, I need to throw away. I need to get rid of that. I need to put to death these things. But there is as well this thing about that you would do every day, yeah? I, I, I'm, I'm imagining that you're changing your clothes every day. So here is the thing. Uh, if you're like me, uh, I'm, I'm blessed with that uh, every time I eat, I, I kind of, uh, but in a, very, in a very cool way. I dribble and, you know, things fall. Okay? But very cool about Like, you know, when it happens, I feel nothing. Okay? So Susie, because she sees me, she's thinking, oh, Magdi, not again. And then, oh, okay. Yeah? Do you think I would go out with that T-shirt or that shirt after, you know, there is a bit of tomato sauce or whatever on? Would you do that? Oh, I take it off. Okay. I take off as well my stinking clothes. And I don't put it again on next morning. Okay? The things that were stained because of something that you've done, a sin, a mistake, a wrong belief, do you take it off? Or do you proudly wear it as if there isn't anything here? It will affect you. It will be seen. Everyone would see it. Even if you want to ignore it and live in denial, everyone would see it. Okay? Put it off. Take it off. Take it off. You've done a mistake. Take it off. Thank God that you can take it off because of what Jesus has done. Thank God for the freedom and the faithfulness. The faithfulness and the forgiveness. Take it off. Don't put it on. Don't keep being in it. And you cannot live naked. So put on. Put on. So take off the anger, the malice, the lying. The, okay? And put on the kindness of Christ. The humility, all of that. But before all of these good things, I want you to focus on the first three, which are really, really important. When you're putting on, when you're putting on Christ, he's saying, put on as chosen, God's chosen. Okay? That's in chapter 3 and starting from, here you go. Okay? God's chosen. You are chosen. Don't put the jersey of a different team. Okay? Don't put the jersey. If you play for Watford, don't put the jersey of another team. Stick to your jersey. Okay? You are chosen by God okay? to be in his team. In his team. You have to be loyal and faithful to that. But as well, you need to appreciate and really be grateful about that you are chosen. He chose not just to create you and not just to create you in his image, but he chose that you would be saved. He chose that you would come and hear his word. He chose that you would live a life fulfilled and in the likeness of Christ. You are chosen. Put on as holy, as God's holy ones, or those who are set apart for, for him. When you're putting on your clothes every day, 
you remind yourself you remind yourself I'm set apart for him I wonder what is on your mind sometimes are the things that you're going to do and who you need to tell off okay or or difficult people that you're going to face and uh, you're okay do you think you will go in humility and kindness set yourself apart that you are living for Christ so when you're going to do this you're going to do it in Christ and with Christ and by him and beloved do you enjoy every day you remind yourself every day I'm his beloved I'm the beloved of God I enjoy the love of God today regardless of what I've done yesterday what I've done even five minutes ago I am chosen I am set apart I am his beloved so there is there are things to waste there are things to put on there are things to take off now the last thing that I want the last W's that I want in order to live that website www.fulfill.com word and worship he goes at uh, the last two verses 15 16 17 I think he's saying let the word of Christ dwell in you richly how are you doing with the word does it live in you live like it is alive does it dwell in you richly and he's saying as well as you're singing songs hymns and spiritual songs okay now here is the thing if you are honest with yourself and you think about the songs that you're singing how are the words of these songs do they build you up do they glorify Jesus do they tell you about who you are do they tell you that you're chosen that you're a beloved that you're holy do they tell you about that Jesus is enough so he's talking about our word and worship our word and worship and that you keep in that if you do that you will be fulfilled here is how the whole epistle goes he wants us to be fulfilled so he's saying if the Holy Spirit would reveal really the mystery of God Christ to you and keep revealing that to you you who he is and and what he's done you will grow in knowledge in understanding and in wisdom and as you are growing in that you will attach to the head and you will find your satisfaction and and fulfillment in Christ so you will grow and you will be rooted and you will be built up and in that you will grow in hope you will be firm in faith and you will love in the spirit and as you're doing that every day every day you will be mature and you will walk and live in a manner that is pleasing to God and worthy of him and you will be fruitful you'll be fruitful in everything because when I'm going to work which, which is part of my all I have the all I have Christ in all so I'm taking Christ to my work it will affect my relationships at work it will affect how I'm doing work it will affect my understanding and my growth in that area when I'm doing family I'm going with Christ so it will affect how I love my wife how I love my kids how I raise them how I manage even even money 
when I'm doing relationships, which is part of my life. But in that, in part of my all, I'm taking the all. In all. I'm taking Christ and he's affecting my relationships and how I'm dealing with people. How I'm loving them. How I'm supporting them. How I'm helping. How I'm receiving even from them. He is. He is our all in all. There is no other life in Jesus apart from with Jesus and by Jesus. If you want to live in Christ, that's the life. You get it from him. He is the source and he's everything. And you live it by him and for him. This is the invitation that we have to be shaped. Be shaped by Christ. And if we are really shaped by who he is and what he's done... It will shape our behavior. It will shape how we walk. It will shape what we want. It will shape what we waste. And it will shape what we wear. It will shape us by his word and our worship. And we will live fulfilled. He came that you may be fulfilled. He put up with all the pain because of the pleasure that was put before him. The pleasure that was put before him. That you will come back into God's embrace and you will experience him and you will be fulfilled, fulfilled here on earth and in heaven. Can we have the team back? There is a song that we're going to sing, but I really want to put on you to pray it. And the refrain of the song says, yet not I, but Christ in me. Christ has invited you to an amazing life and a very difficult life. A very difficult life. But he's not counting that you would live it on your own. He's counting that if you really know who Christ is and what he's done, that he would live it in you. He would live it in you. And we're all work, work in progress. But he can live the life. He can get us to live the life that he has for us by living in us. And by being shaped into his likeness through the Holy Spirit. Yet, yet, not I, but Christ who lives in me. If you bow your head in a prayer for a moment. Pray with me. Lord, I want to thank you for your grace, for your kindness, for your mercy. For the riches of salvation that you've done to us in Christ Jesus. I want to thank you as well for the Holy Spirit who would reveal to us so we would grow in knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And who would shape us into the likeness of Christ. I want to thank you for your promise that if you dwell in my word, I and the Father would come and dwell in you. Thank you that you want to live in us and to give us that life that Jesus can live and bring. Lord, I pray, keep our focus, keep our hearts set above where Christ is seated. Lord, help us to put to death, to put off, and to put on. And fill us, fill us with your word. 
and give us to sing spiritual songs that will glorify your name and reveal who you are to us. And we do that to each other. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in person and online.